This is Charles Oakley. You are listening to Five Questions with Dan Shabo. You're listening to the Five Questions podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Shabell. In fewer than 10 minutes, my goal is to extract the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is former NBA player, turned coach, author, and entrepreneur, Charles Oakley. Charles played 19 seasons in the NBA, including his time with the Chicago Bulls, the New York Knicks, and the Toronto Raptors. Throughout his basketball career, he played with some of the all-time greats, including Michael Jordan and Patrick Ewing. More recently, he wrote his memoir, The Last Enforcer, which we discuss in this podcast episode. Charles, welcome to Five Questions. Thank you. I'm wondering what inspired you to originally become a basketball player in your youth, and how did you pursue that as a career? I think when you're a kid, uh, it just comes natural. You pick up a ball, start dribbling. You keep dribbling till you get to about the sixth or seventh, eighth grade. Maybe start seeing potential. People start to notice more about you. When I got to junior high, I didn't play that much because I played football and basketball. And it just started started to come out. The potential started to come out. And then you start beating a lot of teams and people start looking at you more, scouts and people in your neighborhood, people, friend of yours. You know, it wasn't a push from the family or nobody. It was just me just trying to make myself better in life and show them I can do stuff on my own. I went to college for four years, only came home one time. So it wasn't at home. It was just kept pushing myself. When I got into college, my coach started pushing me. And after that, it was just like I got lucky. My senior year, I get invited to some all-star games. I didn't never thought as a kid that I would be in the NBA. I was just one of them guys who just got lucky, right place, right time, and just kept working hard. But don't you think that working really hard positioning you to get lucky? As in, you could argue you made your own luck. Of course, the probability of getting into the NBA and having a career like yours is probably slim relative to uh, right. everyone else trying to pursue that same career. But you have to put a lot of effort in to even have a shot at that. Working hard come from my grandfather. He was the guy who got up every morning at four o'clock, went to the field. He did three or four things before he went to work every morning. And when he got home from work, he did three or four things before he went to sleep at night. I seen him do that for six or seven years as a kid. And I just seen that inspire me that how he could do all this. He one man. I just took a little of that and put into me. What about your personality and life experiences made you the enforcer on the court? Like I said, I had a chip on my shoulder coming from a small school and sometimes people tend to look at you a little different being from Georgetown, North Carolina, Duke, Kansas, one of the big top five schools, whatever. To them, I got to prove myself. That's when the hard work come in and I knew how to work. So once you show them you can work hard and then you see all the veterans start to lead the way of coming. When best you want to hang out with a younger guy, they mean you're doing something special. You know, I wasn't supposed to be there, but I was there and I showed them I earned to be there. Definitely. People are only going to believe in you if you believe in yourself first. Right. People are only going to invest in you if you invest in yourself first. So that makes perfect right. sense. And in your book, The Last Enforcer, right. you discuss your relationship with George Floyd, which I thought was a really powerful part of the book. Can you talk right. about what he meant to you and the lasting impact you think he'll leave on the world? I mean, uh, George Floyd was Stephen Jackson, guy coach in the big three in the NBA, guy who they call him twins. They look just alike. But he was a guy want to be a you know NBA player like everybody else. George Floyd, I think he changed the world, global, I and mean, what happened and where it happened. Seeing someone down the ground, people really gravitate to that, and it was a whole different wave. Everybody wanted to come together, no matter what race it was. They want just to stop. They wanted what happened. They don't want that to happen no more. I, had, I you know, you see everybody holding hands, rallying together, trying to you know bring different type of energy to life. 
because that life we hope is over with. Because we we hate to see someone lay on the ground, someone with their knee on their head. It was hurtful by watching it. I went to the service and a lot of the protests. We never thought in time that we can get so many people to come together and be as one. He he made a change. That's a really you know, powerful statement and view based on your relationship with him. You've played with and against some of the top NBA players of all time. Who did you learn the most from and why? Playing with Michael Jordan, being a friend of Michael Jordan, they gonna call me a homer because I'm gonna say Michael Jordan, he, he showed me a lot. He's just a first class guy. He no nonsense. I think work is a key word in a lot of people's life because never complain, could have, bail out. You see, he wanted to be the best ever. When you practice with him, you be around him. Everything is about compete, no matter what it is. It could be a 20 yard dash or riding the bike, who can go around the block the quickest. He was just always had the competing edge in him. So when you compete like that, everything you do is sooner or later, it's going to break through for you. They say, if you believe in something, sooner or later, you keep working towards your goal, it's going to break through. But, uh, you know, Dr. J was another guy when I was younger, seeing him and I got a chance when I got older to see him. Friend, been to his birthday party, some other, you know, his wedding. When guys bite you to something like that, that's special to me because I'm not one of his probably top 10 friends, but I'm a friend that he respects. Jim Jones, when I was a kid in high school for the Cleveland Cavaliers, they used to always play in summer league in the park. Most of the pros in the older days played in the park in the summertime, not in the gym at all the time. But to see pros outside the park, they can inspire you, some kids. You know, get a chance to play with them and still know him. Uh, we talk a lot. So it's a, it's a bunch of older heads, you know, George Gervin. And I got a chance to play with him in Chicago, not long, but we stayed in church and then we still talk all the time. Well, the young guys with LeBron, Steph Curry, them guys, to see them Hummer guys, because I played with Steph Dad in Toronto. He's a watch Steph and Vince Carter play one-on-one. Brian watched him grow up in Cleveland, you know, Akron, Ohio, but, you know, 20, 30 miles apart. But seeing them grow up to be who they are today is special. Definitely. And they really would up anyone's game. You know, if you're surrounding yourself with elite athletes, you naturally have to elevate yourself to be able to compete against them and to potentially win. Right. I think that makes a lot of sense. And what's your best piece of career advice? I mean, like I said, I didn't know I would be a star in the NBA. You got to go. They said stick with it. Be patient because everything don't happen overnight. Got to learn how to respect people first, no matter what level you are trying to get somewhere. Just keep fighting and um, pray to God that it work out for you. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Charles. To follow his journey, you can read The Last Enforcer and find him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, where he shares pictures from his basketball career, appearances, and friends. To watch the full extended video version of this episode, go to youtube.com slash danshawbell, and please remember to rate and review the 5 Questions podcast on iTunes. (laughs) 